What got you there with got you got you What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney got you there with Shonda Laney What got you there with Shonda Laney Today on What Got You There Sean talks with Roy Lamana who co-founded Vidia Video launched in 2013 with the vision of creating a centralized solution for video creators to manage their content. First offering music video distribution services, the video platform has now expanded to offer a full arsenal of tools that creators utilize to power their video content strategy. Before launching Vidya, Lamana founded the PR and marketing firm Trendsetter Media and Marketing and has worked as a video commissioner for the Island Def Jam Group. Lamana has recently been named by Inc. Magazine as a 2017 Inc. 500 Top Entrepreneur, highlighted as a 2017 TEDx speaker, named to NJ Business 40 Under 40, and featured in publications such as Forbes, Huffington Post, NPR, and The Wall Street Journal. Hey, Roy, thank you for joining us on What Got You There? How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing great. So for anyone who's not familiar with you, you want to just give a little brief background on, on who you are, where you came from, and what you're currently doing? Yeah. Um, so my name is Roy Lamont. I'm the CEO of uh, Vidya uh, Inc. So you know, I started the company probably around like four years ago. Um, you know, My background specifically, you know, quite honestly, I, I dropped out of um, – College when I was about nineteen to start a you know start doing production for video. Uh, I did production for a couple of years. Started doing it for a lot of independent artists um, that end up being fairly big at the time. Uh, that then turned into like getting more involved with like the marketing side of things and uh, doing marketing promotion. Built a company called Trendsetter Media Marketing, which still exists now. And then uh, about four years ago, I started this company, Vidya. To help, um, you know, originally it was it was musicians. Now it's all video creators uh, to help them monetize their video content on the web. Okay, awesome. So you mentioned college dropout. You want to talk us about that experience? What made you drop out? Where you were going when you did drop out? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was like one of those things where, like, you know, I know a lot of times, like, you know, like a lot of college dropout stories, or like you hear about like Mark Zuckerberg or things like that, where he dropped out of Harvard. I mean, my my thing was like totally different. I mean, it was like. I was going to community college. Um, you know, I just I never really had a head for school, but I always had a knack for like making money and kind of building stuff. And and I mean, I've a I've always had a really good like work ethic. So um, you know, quite honestly, when I was going to school, I just I always loved learning. I just never had that kind of head for that environment. So um, I started you know just doing freelance stuff. And quite honestly, it came to um, a decision where like I was going to school learning you know, uh, marketing. And at the same time, I was like already doing exactly what I wanted to do. You know, um, I was already like working with bands and doing production and doing some like, you know, help, you know, helping them market the content once it was created. And, and I was kind of like, well, you know, if I already have the job I want and, you know, why do I need to really go to school for it? Cause like, I kind of feel like I was getting that, um, you know, th that education outside of the, you know, school. So it kind of like, it was kind of a cross fade out, you know, where I kind of was full time, then part time, then one class. And then eventually like that whole thing kind of phased out. And then uh, and then I just kind of just started building my business. I mean, I can certainly identify with you. I was the exact same way. Loved learning, but could not stand school. Hated the confines of it all. What were you like as a child? You mentioned you were always kind of doing your own thing. I mean, did you have any small businesses growing up? Yeah, I mean, I was always like, I, I mean, I come from a family of like entrepreneurs most of them were like kind of blue collar stuff. So like, you know, like, I mean, my father was a builder. 
you know, uh, my grandfather was a builder. My other grandfather was a mason. So like, you know, everyone was like had their own businesses. I mean, we, we always kind of were taught to kind of be your own boss. And so like, you know, growing up, I worked with my father like essentially every summer uh, since like I was like eight, you know, uh, I would just work with him in like various different capacities. I mean, when I was eight, I didn't do much. I would just kind of clean up work sites. But like I always kind of was around that environment. So it, it was like it was not like it, it wasn't new to me, you know. Oh, I got you. So let's talk about the, the year after you drop out. What does that year look like? Are you just kind of scrambling around? Did you kind of have systems in place? What did that look like? Uh, I mean, you know, the, the good thing about like being young and starting early is that like you have no bills, right? So I, <laughs> I, I, I probably had, you know, I mean, back then this was like uh, around like 99. Um, so I think I had like my first cell phone, but I had a car that was paid off. You know, the only thing I had to pay for was like car insurance and maybe like $40 a month. Uh, in like a cell phone bill. So that gives you like a, just a good opportunity to kind of go out there and like really take chances because, you know, I didn't have any school loans. Right. So I went to community college. So I paid like, it was like $1,500 a year or something like that. So like, I didn't have to really think about money. I just had to think about like, just kind of doing, I was figuring out what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, you know, I was living at home with my parents. So it was like, you know, so, um, I, you know, I didn't have to worry about making money. I just, I just was making connections and starting to like establish relationships that, you know, quite honestly, those relationships that I still have right now, um, you know, like a 38 year old, you know, professional with two businesses, I still work with a lot of the same people I met when I was 19. Oh, I got you. So when, when you did drop out, I mean, is that something you recommend to most young entrepreneurs today? Uh, you kind of also mentioned the community route. Is that something you'd recommend? No, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I recommend it if it's, if it makes sense, you know, I mean, like if I had a head for school, um, I think that like, there's certainly a much easier path, right? Like, so, I mean, a lot of people we hire right now, like they've gone to like prestigious colleges and stuff like that. I mean, I had, I had one path for me, right? Like I always say, like, if I didn't start my own business, like my resume, uh, when, you know, no one would hire me, you know what I'm saying? Cause like no one, th there's no business in the world that's just like, Hey, you know, get me every resume from every college dropout you can find, you know? Um, and so, uh, it's certainly not, you know, the path for everyone, but I do think that, um, I mean, I think school just in general is like, um, you know, like poised for a disruption that people are kind of understanding that different kids learn in different ways and, and, they're, and they're doing more like personalized education. So I think that that's going to evolve. Uh, but obviously when I went there, there was no personalized. It was like you go to college or, you know, you're uh, a laborer, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the mentality was you either like go to, you know, you go to high school, you go to college. And even if you don't know what you want to do, you go to college and you get a job and you work for someone and you have job security. And if you don't fit that mold, then you're going to have a very difficult life. Um, and so, you know, I, I certainly don't think that that's the case. I think that there's a lot of people. I mean, like you said, you're like that. Obviously, I'm like that as well, that like, you know, we're people who like really enjoy learning and really like I'm constantly like learning. I, I love learning. I learn from, you know, my environment all the time that, uh, that if, if that's who you are, you need to, you know, embrace it and figure out how to like start your own thing. And, and you know, and technology makes that, you know, uh, easier than ever. Yeah, I mean, we're so fortunate right now with personalized ed education. I mean, every single day I'm consuming different types of content that, I mean, it's just the technology we have around us everywhere. Is there anything maybe non-traditional that you do to, to learn new things? Yeah, I mean, you know, generally speaking, I like to talk to everyone I meet, you know, I mean, that's kind of like one of my things. So like, like if I'm in like an Uber, I'll talk to like my Uber driver, you know, mm -hmm. um, and like, and that's kind of like, 
that's like my school because like you'll find out you'll be like and and like uber is like one of those things but like I, like and it doesn't matter who you are i try and like talk and like relate to everyone so if i like i'll be in uh, like if i'm in la right I, I don't rent a car i just uber everywhere and so i'll be there for like a week at a time and i'll take like 10 ubers during you know during my time there like here you talk to these guys and like they you know a lot of times they have like really interesting backstories and they'll say like you know Hey, you know, I used to run a business or I used to like, I met like people who are like paparazzis and I'll be like, Oh, what's that like? How do you do that? How do you, you know, um, you know, like, how do you know when to take photos? And I'll like ask them a bunch of questions and I'll really be interested in what they're doing. And I kind of feel like I learned from those experiences, you know, and when I'm traveling into other countries, I try to get a sense of the culture. So, I mean, that's, that's a generally the way that like, I try and like figure out like, you know, um, and get it, you know, and get information. Cause I feel like, a lot of times, especially now with social media, there's a tendency to kind of live in your own bubble and kind of, have, you know, in these like, you know, they talk about the echo chambers where it's like you kind of have like this one side of the story uh, because you have this like very curated lifestyle. You know, you, you you friend the people you like, you unfriend the people you don't like, you disagree with you, and you just kind of hear one perspective all the time. And it just, you get like a very, there's a confirmational bias there that, you know, I, I try and like when I was in Dominican Republic, you know, um, doing some business down there, like, you know, I, I try and get a sense of like the local culture and like how they feel about things and, and kind of understand like everyone's perspective, I think is, is very useful. I think that's such a good actionable taken away. I mean, I, I even need to do a better job myself of that when you mentioned the Uber rides and maybe just being polite, but then you really can dive deep and just learn so much from those people around you. So I want to transition now into Vidya. I mean, you mentioned starting it. What exactly do you guys do there? Yeah, so what we do is that, like, I mean, every time you create a piece of video content, whether it's on, like, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, YouTube, I mean, you're essentially creating intellectual property, right? Um, and so, like, when people are creating that video content, a lot of times, you know, it might go viral or it might not go viral. But, like, either way, that IP uh, is out there and it's generating money and it's yours. So what we help users do is essentially control uh, and manage those rights associated with that IP, so, for instance, if you put out a video on Facebook Live and you want to, like, present other people from uploading that video, you can set a rule for, like, you know, for that. So, you know, traditionally there's, like, the DMCA takedown where they would have to find the video on another platform and then issue a DMCA takedown and have that taken down. Uh, and that might have been after that video has gotten, like, 2 million views. You know, with our, with our system, you could create preemptive policies saying, anytime I go on Facebook Live, make sure that... No one else could upload it on any other social media platform. Or you could say, we want them to be able to upload it, but redirect that revenue to us. And so we help users, um, you know, control like how their IP is handled on third-party platforms. How did you come up with that idea? I feel like four or five years ago, I mean, that, that's pretty ingenious to, to be able to think kind of that far ahead and, and where music and video is going. I mean, yeah. So And the answer is you don't, right? I mean, you know, so like, uh, the answer is that like, you know, you, you have, so like if, if like, let's just say this interview happened five years ago and you'd be like, tell me the idea for video. I would have been like, oh, it's like a, we transfer for video where, you know, we encode it based on the end user destination. Right. But like your business, right. is always a constant evolution and you can't really be married to like anything. Uh, and so, you know, a lot of times people talk about pivots. Um, and my thing is, is I, I talk about evolution to me, a pivot means that like you have an idea and you run in that direction, ignoring like, uh, outside influence. And then you end up going so far in that direction and, and it's wrong. So you need to back up and kind of redirect, you know, you know, kind of, you know, redirect the ship. 
Um, our thing is uh, is always a constant evolution, meaning that you know we have an idea of who we are now. We, I mean, we know who we are now, and we have an idea of what we want to be five years from now. But we kind of lay the groundwork for like several different directions, and then we kind of go where the market takes us. Um, and so, like, if this interview were to take place five years from now, I'll give you a very different description because you know the landscape changes. You know, it changes rapidly, so you know you you always have to evolve. I mean, just like. Facebook was a social media network for colleges and Amazon, you know, sold Beanie Babies. Uh, you know, now Amazon is like, you know, makes a ton of money from AWS. You know, and it's like, who knew? Well, you know, I'm sure Jeff Bezos had no idea when he first started it that he'd, you know, own a supermarket. Uh, but that's where the market takes you and that's where you see opportunity. So you kind of evolve into that position. I mean, not being able to predict the future, but you must have an idea on where you think things might be in five years. Any, any idea there? Yeah, I mean, I think people are going to treat, uh, you know, like video content, like they do ideas, you know. Um, I see like a, a like a, a system where like, you know, like people have startup ideas and they'll be like, oh, I have an idea for a business, right? And um, and before they give you the idea, they'll kind of be like, don't tell anyone, you know, like I have this awesome idea. And they'll, they'll kind of think of it as like this like really valuable piece of information. Most people realize that ideas are cheap, executions, everything, right? But uh, I think video is going to be thought of the same way. Like people shoot and like, you know, like the news is driven by cell phones. You know what I'm saying? Like something happens uh, and like there's a, I mean, I don't care if it's like a, uh, uh, the president falling or like a terrorist attack or anything that's like newsworthy. Right. And, it, and, and it's caught on cell phones, cell phones, and, and it's basically shot by individuals. So I do think that um, we're going to see an evolution of people realizing that um, they're uh, they're producing this content and they own it, you know, and think of it more as like uh, intellectual property than something that they'll just give away for free, you know. I mean, you're on the forefront of tech. What's the coolest piece of technology that's not mainstream you've seen that maybe is in the pipeline that's coming out? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, there's so many things that I think are like you know that that are really cool. Um, I mean. You know, like if I were like, I mean, video obviously is like my business. So like I'm kind of biased to that. So I, I do think that, you know, we see a lot of like um, like individual creator tools that are being built, not only just for us, but like, you know, what Amazon is releasing and like things like, uh, you know, what Facebook is doing with like, you know, artificial intelligence and like uh, matching up video content. Um, I mean, that stuff is really cool outside of that. Anything that's not related to my business. I mean, you know, um, you know, like some of the autonomous driving vehicles, I think are kind of like redefined, like how we, uh, you know, we commute on a daily basis. So, um, but it's, it's hard to keep up, you know, with so much stuff coming up. I mean, some of the things that I think on the other side are like, you know, uh, a bunch of, you know, hype. I mean, I think that like, you know, obviously like, uh, you know, AR and VR, like kind of, you know, I mean, remember when 3d printing technology was like, you know, a ton of hype and there's all these companies coming out. Uh, you know, that, those stuff, that stuff I think is, probably the least exciting to me. I mean, do you think that VR and AR eventually will have its time, but that's just nowhere in the near future? I mean, I think that like when it comes to like specific, you know, I, I think that video is like one of those things where like, I mean, it's where I it's spent my entire career, but I think it's like, uh, you know, that to me is like how people are going to consume everything. You know, I see like video, like Facebook being, you know, primarily like, I mean, it's already gone that way in a big part, but it's a video it's going to be a video platform, right? It's, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be its own TV network. 
um, where you're you're getting all your news and getting all your substance from you know from uh, you know from uh, from Facebook. But I also think that like integrating VR and AR, like it's it's not going to really work until it's 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 very practical, right? And so you know the idea of like putting your phone into a headset and strapping that to your head, like it just it it, it almost seems kind of silly, you know. Um, and I think that until it's like very practical and it's like the kind of thing where like you could almost do it like and it could like seamlessly integrate into your environment, that it's just not going to be something that is like you know used very often, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you mention? If it's not practical, it's not going to be implemented well, and people just aren't going to adapt it. Uh, you mentioned yeah. things are hard to keep up. I mean, how how do you keep up then? I mean, it, it's hard enough for me to keep up on technology when that's not part of my business. This is something you live in every single day. How do you stay ahead of trends, know where things are headed next? Yeah, I mean, I think it's you know, I, I think the thing is, is like you just have to like. I mean, going back to my original thing, you just, I, I just like talking to people, you know, um, and I like to, and when I'm conversing with people, I like to make sure the majority of my time is listening, you know, um, rather than talking, um, and that, and that's really kind of how I stand on top of it. I mean, when you find someone that's passionate about something, um, I just ask, I, I, I mean, I love that. Like, you know, I don't care what you're passionate about. Um, like if, if you and I are at a party and you're like passionate about cooking or you're passionate about like, you know, technology or whatever, I'm just going to ask you like 50 questions because I'm going to want to know everything you know about it, you know? Yeah. Is there anything you're passionate about? Not technology related? Could be a hobby you have, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I do stuff like I, I actually like, um, um, you know, like, like real estate is something that I've always been like really interested in. And I mean, that's kind of like what my background, my first company with my dad was like a building company, you know, we bought and flipped houses. So I like that. I've, you know, I've kind of renovated, you know, homes before. And it's a weird like side project because that's like kind of a full-time job also. But like, I tend to like, you know, at any time, you know, like have projects that are going on, like, you know, where I'll like kind of do like real estate uh, investments or, you know, real estate. Like I, I like, uh, designing spaces like I, I actually like really like designing you know our office and kind of figuring out how to like make it really cool you know i i like integrating design into like everyday life like wh whether it's like you know into the platform and like talking about design and how it affects user experience or like even our office or homes or how like people interact with design is something that like i've always been like very interested in Hmm. No, that's interesting. I love hearing kind of your different perspectives. And I'm sure you just probably take away so much from the real estate side of things that really helps you out at Vidya. And I mean, you kind of mentioned you have these different interests. You might be on the road out in LA in Ubers for a whole week. What does a typical day look like for you? Do you have any routines you try to implement? I mean, I, I try and introduce like several things that are very like uh, constant in my life. You know, um, I mean, I'm always like trying to say like my life is like like, so I'll get up and I don't know like what necessarily like is like, I have no outline usually for today. I have a base, I guess I, I have a basic outline, but like, you know, like things are kind of hitting me from left, right and center. Right. And everyone is knocking on my door or whatever. So I, I try and like in the early morning, uh, start my day by like having, you know, just kind of easing into it. I'm definitely not the kind of person that gets up and like is a half hour later is out the door. Like I have basically like an hour at least uh, that I kind of like roll into the day where I'll get up. I usually will obviously get ready, but then while I'm getting ready, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll check websites, read the news, make myself, you know, breakfast and have a coffee. That's kind of like the prerequisite to my day. Any websites that you're constantly checking out? I'm always like checking out like, you know, like I'll, I'll go to like, I don't know. You know, it's, it's funny because I always, like, I think they make fun of me because I always check like Yahoo News 
uh, which probably is like old, but like I go to Yahoo News and like CNN, uh, like that. It's just like it's just like one of those things. It's like I have things that like I do that are just like very habitual, you know, that like for better or for worse, like you know, I just kind of do, and I and I don't necessarily change. So I'm like I'm definitely the kind of guy that like you know. So like if I'm in LA, you'll like I'll be eating at the same breakfast place, ordering the same food. You know, I, I like to have that kind of like you know I like to have some of those routines. You know, um, and like I kind of begin and end my day with like a routine. So like I get up, you know, um, you know, check the news, read, you know, like, you know, check out some websites, check social media, see what's going on. Have that, you know, have breakfast. Like you said, it's usually the same thing every day, kind of making the same fashion, roll into my day. Then afterwards, you know, um, uh, you know, I do like CrossFit. So I really like that because that's like, that's again, like they tell you exactly what to do. So I, I like I like introducing things into my life where I don't have to make decisions because I feel like I make decisions all day long. So when I go there, they tell me what I need to do to work out and then go home, have dinner and uh, usually spend some time on a computer and do it all, do it all over again. You mentioned kind of eliminating some of those, some of those extra decisions you have to make. Do you wear the exact same thing every day? (laughs) I know some guys like Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs did that. Do you do that? Yeah. You know, it's funny because I did do that. I did that for like a long time. I only wore like jeans and a black t-shirt for like forever. But then, like, it started becoming a thing that, like, these guys were doing it. And, like, I wasn't doing it, uh, you know, I wasn't doing it to, like, kind of be like that. It's just, it was, like, it was, I, I just never cared. I liked what I liked and I was comfortable in what I wore. And so, like, I, I was just kind of, like, I would always just fall back to, you know, just trying to find the same T-shirt. And then I ended up being the guy that bought, you know, 14 T-shirts. And then every time they would kind of be, like, they would get washed you know, 10 times I would just buy like 14 more t-shirts and I, and I was wearing, but then that kind of became a thing for a while. And I was like, I didn't really like, and it's weird because like, I didn't like actually wearing the same thing, but like every morning I get up and be like, I look around, I go, Oh wow. Like, uh, I, I would have to try and either I would just grab what I knew I liked or I would try on like five things and to find something I like. So I'd always be like, oh, I, I, you know, I just gotta grab what I like. I don't feel like going through it, but I, I, I never actually liked wearing the same thing. Like I just would do it because it was like convenient. And then, um, and then I changed it. Like, so what it is now is that I basically buy the same thing, but I buy it in different colors. So like I have like right now I have a gray t-shirt on, uh, like a, it's a next level t-shirt, but like I'll, I buy like, I'll buy 20 t-shirts, but it'll be like 10 different <laughs> colors. So I, I don't know if I mix it up, but like, but I'm not known as a guy that wears the same thing all the time, even though I am wearing the same thing, it's just different colors. Today, what got you there is being fueled by Soniva Super Coffee. Soniva provides an organic bottled coffee blended with lactose-free protein and MCTs from coconut oil for all-day energy. Grab a bottle at your local Whole Foods market or use discount code WGYT at drinksupercoffee.com for 20% off your order. As someone who's always looking for ways to improve my mental and physical performance, I started using Four Sigmatic about a year ago, and I love their products. At Four Sigmatic, they believe in the real magic of functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, as well as other superfoods and adaptogens to help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Everyone's talking about Four Sigmatic, including Time Magazine, Vogue, Forbes, even the New York Times. My favorite product is their convenient new brain stick pack. Perfect before a workout or study session, their dual mushroom blend supports memory attention and brain health. I also have been using their cordyceps before workouts and love the results. I've experienced the benefits of these delicious packets, but now it's time for you to as well. To receive 15% off your order, use discount code WGYT 
at checkout at foursigmatic.com or by heading to foursigmatic.com forward slash WGYT. Any other things that you do to kind of save your mental space? Uh, yeah, I mean, I try and like, um, you know, so I've been trying to like not go on social media on the weekends. Um, that's been like really bummed me out lately. I think that that uh, kind of gets you in this weird like headspace where like I have such good relationships with people of all different kind of backgrounds um, in my real life. And then like you go online, you're like, wow, everyone hates each other. But like, I, I think that it gives you like a very jaded view. So I've been trying to like, um, and it's kind of depressing lately. So it's like, so I've been trying to like unplug from social media, um, you know, on, on the weekends. And then other than that, I'm a big proponent of like taking like, um, you know, just sometimes like some unplugged time, you know, like, so where you could go up and kind of get into an area where you're not like attached to your cell phone and just kind of reset your head. So I, I like to go for drives, you know? Um, so like, you know, driving to me, like getting in my car and just kind of like driving for like, you know, an hour or two. Like, I mean, it's like, like for instance, like I'll go to the gym and then the gym from my house is like a, a mile and a half away. But sometimes I'll like, you know, I might like go the long way or whatever, just to kind of, you know, clear my head or something, you know, uh, or driving home from work. If I'm, you know, like if that's like a half hour, I might actually make it an hour. You know, I, I actually like to commute. Yeah, no, I think freeing up that mental space in your head and kind of eliminating those apps, you mentioned how crazy it seems like on social media. And I've noticed the same thing. I can't tell you how many people I stopped following in the past few months just because it seems like absolute chaos out there. So that definitely helps out a lot. Any apps you use? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of like, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm always on like real estate app on like, uh, you know, like Zillow and things like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, other things. Any other uh, real estate ones besides Zillow? Uh, like, like honestly, Zillow and Realtor.com. Uh, I'm trying to think like, there's like, uh, I mean, Sling TV, obviously for like watching, you know, watching TV. Um, other than that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a pretty avid like podcast listener. So, you know, I'm kind of always like, you know, getting, you know, listening to that stuff. Like actually, you know, listen to that like pretty often, like, like stuff like Freakonomics and all these other like kind of educational ones. Any other ones? I'm always trying to find new podcasts to listen to. So any recommendations? You know, lately it's like, cause we're in like football season. There's a lot of fantasy football stuff. You know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested, um, in, you know, in, in how fantasy football works and like. You know, I, I, I have a tendency to kind of like when I get interested in something, I get like kind of dive in. And I want to learn everything there is to know about it. So, you know, like so I didn't watch football at all until like two years ago. Uh, and then I started like playing a little fantasy football. Um, and then and then I got like kind of like obsessed with it in a weird way. And then I started like <laughs> picking lineups and doing like things and then kind of get interested in like the data science element of it. So I started looking into that. Then I started reading books, reading articles listen to podcasts, listen to radio shows, and then kind of, you know, and then doing like, I'm still kind of trying different things right now. So that's a, that's been occupying a good amount of my time. And, and a lot of the apps that I've been kind of using, like, you know, like even podcasting are connected to that lately. So if you had to walk away from all your businesses tomorrow and restart in something completely fresh, what do you think you'd be doing? In the, in the immediate, I, I honestly, I'd, I'd probably do something in like real estate, like, you know, like, like either like, I mean, my brother and I like have like a woodworking shop that we started that we plan on like putting some time into of like making like some furniture and doing stuff like that. I kind of picture it's weird because like I picture me like as being one guy, and then I am another guy. So like, 
I would love to be the guy who's like, you know, in his furniture shop, like making like tables of like, you know, out of like a chia, uh, you know, a tree I chopped down or whatever. But like, I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to do that for a little bit and be like, all right, this shit sucks. I got to like, <laughs> I got to start a business that's kind of, you know, cause I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, and it's weird because like, um, and, and I've said this before, like, you know, a lot of this stuff is like, it, it's like your business is like, it's an obsession, right? And you got to constantly like move it forward. And I'm trying to like, and, 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 you know, now we have investors and we're growing it. So, you know, I have to keep the obsession going, but it would be nice to kind of, at least for the immediate, be able to kind of work on that, you know, on that idea of uh, like of, of who I am of like kind of, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like in other words, if I do fantasy football, I just don't go, Oh, that, this is fun. I'd be like, Oh, I got to figure out everything there's to know about it. And like all the science behind it. And I got to talk to everyone and, you know, sit down with people and listen to radio, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, as much as I like to think I'd be like, you know, like, a a guy like, you know, this old house with a beard in the woods, like I'd probably do it for like a week and then I'd figure out how, how I could compete with like, you know, Ray Moore and Flanagan or something, you know? <laughs> no, that's great. I love hearing that perspective. And, and you guys mentioned that you're bringing on investors, you're building out this team as a CEO. How do you build a great team around you? Uh, I mean, generally speaking, I try and look at like things like, I mean, um, I mean, I, I look at like the, the people that like have skills that I don't and perspectives that I don't. So I think that's very important when building a team. So in the interview process, then how do you identify that they have those skills you don't? I mean, it's, you just talk to a lot of people and then like, you know, when, when it, when they kind of come in, um, you know, like, I think it's one of those things where like they, you just, I feel like you just learn a lot from people, you know, like, so I think when you're interviewing people, like, you know, I, I think one of the things that a lot of people make the mistake of doing like when they're interviewing is that they're, they're, they're kind of thinking about what they're asking a question and asking for a response where like I, I look at it more of the conversation and the conversation kind of goes in, in a certain place. And if those people could like really um, kind of interest me and kind of be like, and if I could learn something from that, you know, and they could kind of teach me something I don't know, uh, then I feel like that they've, you know, provided value and, it, you know, they'll, well, they will provide value to the company, you know. Any weird techniques you have during the hiring process? Any odd questions or, or things you make them do? No, I don't make them do like anything weird. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward. I mean, the only thing I, I try and do is I try and have several people from the company interview them, um, you know, independently and kind of, and then we reconvene and we, we come up with our own like independent assessment. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, it's it's kind of like fairly mandatory that, uh, that people uh, exhibit certain traits. I mean, one of the things that I think is good is like a quality to kind of, you know, to give back and do like a lot of like, you know, like I always feel like if people are like charitable or they like pets or things like that, they're generally good people. Um, and like, I, I like to kind of see that, like, you know, that people are, uh, are good people that are joining the organization. Uh, and then other thing is that I, I usually like to see <clears throat> and find out like, um, what sort of like shitty job they had. Um, <laughs> and I want to know, cause, cause I, I, I definitely like, I want to know that like someone, like if you worked at like Target when you were like 16, there's someone who is like 24 who is your manager who will probably be at in that position for the rest of his life. And he probably has yelled at you and you've probably cleaned a toilet or like cleaned a floor or like I want to know that you have that experience because I think that those experiences uh, are humbling and the idea that you're willing to like do those miserable – like I want to know that you've done a miserable job. I like that, you know. Um 
I like because it gives you like a, a good perspective on things. Um, and then I also like to see that the area you're, you're in is something that you're passionate about. Um, I don't like to work with people who don't have uh, passion, you know, in their lives. So like, I don't care what you're doing. Like, I mean, you could take any job, right? You could take guy, you know, a guy that like, you know, um, hooks up phones or whatever. And you got to find nine guys that hate it. And one guy who's like, I love, you know, my job because, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, I want to find a guy that, you know, or a girl or whoever, you know, that, that finds that loves their job, that says, I love what I'm doing and I'm passionate about it. And usually like that means like that they, um, you know, they talk about it. They like talking about it. They, they mention it on social media. Uh, they, they've done their own side projects on it. Like things like that. That's, that's something else I, I, I try and look for. So how do you handle maintaining that talent? So you hire someone, obviously your goal is to develop them to be the best employee possible. How do you maintain them staying within your company as opposed to then, developing themselves and going outside and starting with a new company? I mean, you, you really don't, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I don't like, you know, I have very good employer retention. I, you know, I started like a lot of people have been here for eight years, you know, nine years. Um, when I first, you know, the first two people I hired are still here. Um, and so like, you know, generally speaking, like it's hard, like most people like, like they, they they don't leave unless they're unhappy. So I, I try and like I, I the, like my mentality when it comes to work is that um, I try and create create a very like kind of um, like comfortable work environment. You know I think is very important, and I think people realize that because you, you spend more time with like your coworkers than you do almost anyone else, right? And like a, a lot of people are married, and they'll be like, oh. I see my spouse like when I get up in the morning, right before I go to bed, and on weekends. But then you see your coworkers like ten hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And you so you spend more, you really spend more valuable time with your coworkers than you do your spouse a lot of time. So like, um, so we, you know, we just try. So people value if, if you create an environment that people um, like value and where they're having fun. I think that uh, generally they they want to stay. You know. I mean, so we have a lot of small business owners and if they're trying to create that culture, anything in particular that you're doing? I try and make everyone feel like an owner, you know, and have an equal say, um, you know, in, like on Mondays, like the entire company. So like we started when it was like five people and now that we're 50 people and when we're a hundred people, like everyone has breakfast Monday morning together. And it's like, it's, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like how I start my day. Right. So it's like, we all just kind of grab coffee. We grab breakfast. We're in a room. We, you know, we talk about our week and we just have this like company wide, like, you know, like people get up, they talk, they ask questions. You know, I, I mean, I, I very much try and say like, um, I want, I want people within the company and within the organization to tell me what they think, you know, and, and, and feel comfortable talking about it and having a say and, and, and feeling like they're part of the decision-making process, you know? Um, and I think that that goes along. I mean, that's one of the things, but I think that that goes a long way, uh, with people. No, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times businesses want you to like, you know, um, they want you to feel like part of a team when it benefits them, you know, but not when it hurts them. I mean, so, you know, we try and like say that, you know, like we want you to think like an owner no matter what we want you, you know, and that's why like, we don't really dictate times. We don't dictate like, you know, uh, like we have unlimited vacation policy. You can take off when you need to take off, just get your work done. You know, we, 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 
you know, we, we, uh, you have the same flexibility as, you know, as the owner. I mean, there is like a, I mean, there's a hierarchy of, of how decisions get made, but like, but I want like, uh, you know, we've had a lot of good ideas from the intern. So if the intern comes up to me and provides, you know, some sort of idea, um, in, in a manner of like, you know, like they can't just like, I mean, not to say that I'm like walking, you know, like I, I don't want people just like a hundred people walking up and knocking on my door 24 seven, but like, you know, in those meetings, like I want, I encourage ideas. And then a lot of times on like holiday, like around holidays. So like, you know, maybe like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving or something like that, we'll end up doing like, we'll have like uh, food and, and we'll do one of those like extended day meetings where we basically, um, you know, we have the minimum kind of um, people required to kind of run some of the day-to-day operations. So if the phone rings, someone answers it, but uh, that person might rotate, but like, the majority of the people are like in a room uh, or in a space and like collaborating and like, you know, it's, it's kind of like a group collaboration time where everyone could, could voice their opinion. No, I love those things that you guys have implemented in your business and kind of talking more about the entrepreneur. I feel like there's so many stigmas now around that term and so many people think it's this glorious thing. You have any misconceptions about what it actually means to be an entrepreneur, start your business and end up being the CEO? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, like people tell me, like sometimes they'll be like, have you ever thought about, you know, selling your business? I was like, yeah, you know, one day, yeah, every, like what, one day I'll wake up and I'll be like, I, you know, I want to sell this thing. And the other day I'll be like, ah, I'm, I'm good. You know, like you kind of ride these like high highs and these low lows. I mean, I think one of the misconceptions is, is that, uh, you know, you see these commercials and they're like, you know, they're like, uh you know, buy the pool, like with a lemonade and they'll be like, you know, I make 6,000 ever since I started my business, I have more time with my family and I'm like sitting by the pool. I make 6,000 and I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know the last time I, I've seen a pool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, like the misconception is that like, you don't have a boss or whatever. I mean, I, I answer everyone, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm constantly, I answered every investor. I answered every customer, you know, like someone, called the other day and, and asked to speak with me and and you know I, I try and get on you know I got on the phone I talked to them like you know what I'm saying like I, like I have more bosses like I would say like everyone that works for me I say, you you have one boss I have like 50 people I need to answer to you know um I, I, I think that's like yeah there's definitely a misconception that like um you know that like you know like the boss is uh you know kind of like chill and like you know and, and like doesn't have anyone to answer to could come in when you know he you know i could come in when i want i could leave when i want definitely you know definitely not the case you know so i mean obviously it takes a, a special mindset to be able to be that entrepreneur be that boss do you think anyone can be a good entrepreneur or you think you're born with it i mean i don't know if you're born with it but i definitely don't think that anyone could do it you know i, I think it's like it, it, it takes a lot like i always say like if i ask you like i have like I have like a simple test that I kind of run past people. I'd be like, I, if I gave you $10 million tomorrow, like, what would you do? And if you're like, I would, I would sit on the beach and retire. I'd be like, all right, then you're not, you'll, you don't have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You know, an entrepreneur is going to say, I'm going to take that $10 million. I'm going to start a new business. I, I, I can't be still, you know, I think that that's the kind of thing. So if you, if you're ever the kind of person that gets into it, you know, for like, you know, the idea that like, I think that you're going to be rich or that, you know, that, um, you know, that like eventually you're going to retire or something. I just think that that's like kind of a weird, like that's not a good way of looking at it. Like, um, I think that like, if you're like, if you're one of these people that like, you're just saying, Hey, you know, I want to like 
just be the best at what I do. You know, like I, like I, I want to constantly, like, no matter what I'm doing, I want to be awesome at it. Then like that, that's, that's what entrepreneurs are, are built on. Is there any amount of money that would make you retire? <laughs> I, so that, it's weird, like, because I know I mentioned before, but like, like I would say yes, but like, I, it's not in me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't change like my my DNA. So like, you might retire, and then you're gonna be the fantasy football king of the world, right? So like, you might say, okay, like, let's just say someone offered me the right price for this business right now, right? Would I take it? Of course, I would take it. Like, I'm not stupid. So like, but then I'd be, and then, but if at the time I'm taking it, you might be like, what are you gonna do? And I'd be like, I'm gonna chill for a little bit. But six months later, I can guarantee you, I'm gonna be back into something else because I'm gonna. Because I'm going to look at something, and I'm going to be like, I could do this ten times better than this guy's doing it, and I'm going to do it, you know. And um, and 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 in a weird way, I wish I wasn't like that. Like, I, I find I I kind of envy people that are content uh, because I'm I'm not I'm not content, you know. Like I'm 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 always kind of striving for more. I mean, if when if ten years ago you're like, hey, you'd have a business, you know, that was an Inc. 500 company, and you'd have 50 employees, and you'd you know do X, Y, and Z, I'd be like, are you kidding me? That's, you know, I'd be good with that. And guess what? I'm here and I'm not good with it. I, I you know, I want to build it. You know, I want to like just, you know, success is a moving target. You know, I'm always striving to do more and be more and, and, and do it bigger and faster and better, you know? Yeah. You mentioned being on the Inc. 500. I mean, incredible accomplishment. Is there one moment that you're most proud of? I mean, the, the, honestly, you know, the, the things that like most proud and it sounds weird is that like, I like when, when like, People I employ buy stuff, like buy a house or have a family. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like the most proud moment. Because like the idea that like you're actually building lives, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's like probably like the coolest thing when you're like, wow, like, like this is like, you know what I'm saying? Like I employ 50 people. Those people go out, they buy houses, they start families, you know, they put their kids, they start to put their kids through college and you start saying, wow, like I actually have like a, a pretty big impact on the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you start like kind of getting a sense of like that ripple effect that you kind of put into the economy, you know, or just like, and, and I don't even say in the, in the economy, I'm just saying like into society, I guess is a better way of doing it. It's saying, okay, wow. Like, you know, like, like one of my, um, long time employees is having his first kid and it's like, you know, I hired him out of college and now like I've created a business that has allowed him to like get married, buy his first house, have his first kid save for that like that and that's pretty cool you know it was that recent that you started to feel that joy with that it was recent that it started happening so you know like i mean for the longest time you know i mean i was hiring kids like when i first started the company you know i mean you could only you know pay so much so i was hiring people like that. you know my first two employees were there is their first job out of college so you know so they were like the first ones where i mean now we hire people who already have families but they were the first ones that i've kind of seen go through that cycle where they you know, they, they kind of were hired young and kind of grew up and, and, and started, you know, kind of going through their life cycle. And that's, and that's, that's kind of, that's cool. What about yourself? How do you hold yourself accountable? Do you have goals that you create? I think goals are very important. I think, you know, short-term and long-term goals are very important. You know, long-term goals typically change as you move along. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have like, uh, like, you know, the, these, I have a weird way of doing it. Uh, I set goals and then I set like rewards based on, on my own goals. So like, uh, so for instance, like I wanted to raise money last year and so I was going through the fundraising process, but I needed, like when I, when I started my business, I, uh, 
I bought like a like a ten year old used car that was like pretty shitty, but I was trying to cut down on expenses so I could reinvest in the company. So I told myself, and I needed like a new car, but I told myself I wouldn't get a new car until I until I hit a certain goal in the business. So I kind of rewarded myself like that stuff. So I I I, I don't know if I don't I've not really heard of too many people doing this, but that doesn't mean that they don't do it. But I I try and like um, not make myself too comfortable because I feel like that's an important component to having your eye on like achieving a goal, you know? No, I mean, these are the the little things I love about these conversations. Any other things you do like that? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be around goal setting, but any other, I mean, ways that you set yourself up for success? So I, I had a company when I first started, I was broke. And then when I started my second company, I was like, I was comfortable, but I tried to recreate the broke feeling. And so I, I, I uh, you know, I had a, a $800 a month Mercedes payment. I turned that in and drove a 10 year old pickup truck and uh, I didn't go on vacation and I kind of got rid of a lot of luxuries. And, uh, and then I was kind of like, Hey, I need to feel like, you know, and, and then I put, you know, I put my own, when I raised money, I put my own money in, in the mix. I put a hundred thousand dollars of my own money into, um, into start in, into matching my investors because I, I wanted to hold myself accountable because I, I feel like you get better results when, um, you know, and I think that's the hardest thing, right? Like if I were to, like, let's just say you sell this company for like $50 million, you walk away with a big check. I was like, how do you stay, how do you keep that stay hungry, you know, motivation when you're like a multimillionaire, you know, it's like, and, and, uh, um, and so like, I don't know, I try and not make myself too comfortable is, is, is like one of the ways I do it. So then what, what's the recommendation you have for someone who's saying, Hey, I've got no money. How do I even think about starting a business? I mean, you know, if you have, I mean, it really depends. Like if you have no money and you have no bills, a lot of times you're in a better position than most, you know, some people have money, but then they're crazy in debt. I mean, you know, I, the, the thing I think about is that like, I didn't have any money, but I had no debt either. Right. And so I managed to kind of stay out of credit card debts you know, instead of car payments. Um, so I was basically like at even, you know, you, you could definitely do it. I mean, I, I the way I always looked at it was like, you know, everyone kind of dealt a, a, uh, you know, a hand of cards and you kind of have to play with those cards. Right. And so the only like variable that you could control is like how hard you work. So I might have to work three times harder than you. Okay. That's, but that's, so I could either like sit around and say, wow, like Sean, like Sean has, you know, a rich dad. I wish I had a rich dad. Then I could do a business or I could be like, you know what? Sean has a rich dad and I'm going to have to work three times harder than he does. And I get at, in order for him, to, you know, for me to beat him or, you know, for me to get ahead of him, you know, cause I mean, people watch, like, you know who your competition is, you know, who the people who are doing what you're doing and the people that are going to come eat your lunch if you're like, if you sleep. You know, and so like, I'm just like, I don't know, you know, every one of these guys have different advantages um, than me because I'm usually looking at people that are bigger than me, you know, and I could list the advantages, but I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to outwork every one of them, you know, um, and that's, that's, that's how I think. So if I have no money, I'm just going to outwork you, you know? Oh, no, I absolutely love that mindset. If you were to go sell your business tomorrow for that number you have in mind, is there one purchase you'd go out and make? I've, I've always wanted like an R8, but like, I don't know. Like other than that, I don't, I don't you know, it's weird cause I'm not a car guy, but like, it, it's like this week, that's my thing. So like in next week it might be something else. So like, you know, like I kind of get the phases, but I don't buy it. 
And then I know that it'll go on. I'll move on to something else that I'll kind of look at on like eBay or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just curious. So back on the entrepreneurial side of things, when do you think you actually do your best work? Is, are there any times you really feel like you're in a groove and maybe it's a certain routine you have, or maybe maybe it's when you're out traveling a bunch, hitting the different spots of the country and really thriving off that? Anything you do in particular? My best ideas come in like in the morning when I'm showering, uh, in the car, and uh, usually in the evening are like the, the best times. Like like that's that's where like I actually have like things that I'm like, okay, I need to like do this, you know? So then are you actually implementing those things into your daily routine more often? I, I know you mentioned earlier about going for those longer drives, anything like that you're really focusing on? Yeah, I mean, I just try and make sure that they don't like get removed from my day. You know, like if I'm, if it's on a weekend, I'm just home, you know, I might just jump in a car and just go for a drive. I got you. Is there any one thing you've kind of implemented it over the last year that's had a greater impact than anything else? This could be maybe going for that longer drive. It could be diet related. It could be exercise routine, anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the past two years, definitely exercise. I mean, you know, for the first, like, you know, uh, when I first started the business, I really neglected, like, you know, my health in terms of, like, just eating, you know, like, you have a tendency of, like, you know, eating fast food and, like, not doing that stuff. I definitely think, like, exercise and eating right puts and, and, and quite honestly, sleeping right puts me in a good mindset, you know, of, like, where I could think properly. So I try and make sure that I I, I, I leave room for that, you know? of like, you know, and, and, you know, like I have a food service that delivers like, you know, cause I, I don't have the time to like really cook. I don't have the time to like make like proper meals. And so, you know, luckily technology has made it, uh, you know, good kind of healthy meals available, uh, on demand. So I, I try and make sure that I eat good exercise often, get enough sleep, get some meat time and kind of make sure that that is in my day. Cause I, I definitely am a proponent of like, you know, you have, you know, um, someone that might work, you know, 10 hours and another person that works like 15 hours, but like, you know, the, the person that works 10 hours and gets eight hours of sleep is definitely going to outperform the person that works 15 hours and gets like three hours of sleep, you know? Yeah. Is there anything you'll, you'll spend a lot more money on because it frees up your time? I know you mentioned the food service, maybe it's a cleaning service, anything? Yeah. I mean, I, generally speaking, I, I try and like, so like coming from like a blue collar background, I'd be like the guy like with the tech company changing the brakes in my car. And then I'd be like, there's something, you know, cause my dad would always like raise me to be like, like, yeah, your oil change. And I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, Oh, how much it cost? Like 25 bucks. And he'd be like, you know, you could do it yourself, you know, for 10 bucks. And I was like, okay. You know, like, I don't know. You know, and for the longest time I was like, all right, I gotta do it myself, you know, cause what am I going to pay this guy? Fifteen dollars, you know. And so, so I've I've had to change my kind of mindset on that because that's been like you know where I've been like like to do it yourself, like because I I think that well one coming from like this blue collar background and two having an entrepreneurial like mindset, like I think I could do anything. Like if if you like you know were like I I feel like the only reason why I'm not like a surgeon is because I didn't want to be a surgeon. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I have this like weird like like outlook on that. I could just do anything. Wait, where did you develop that? I love hearing this. I think so many great entrepreneurs have the exact same mindset. I'm always fascinated with how they develop that. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just something I've always like kind of had, like, you know, you know, like I've always kind of been like, I could just, you know, like, I don't, I don't think that there's anything other. I don't think, I think everyone is inherently like, you know, like you take the smartest person and, you know, as long as, you know, they're, like, you know, the smartest person and the, you know, the, the person like with the least intelligence and it's like, you know, and, and, and the, the variance is like 5%, you know, it's like, it's very nominal, you know, between like, if you took me and like Ken Jennings, it's like, you know, he might be like 5% smarter or something like that. So it's like, you know, um, 
Uh, and so I just kind of say, again, I just kind of think like, well, you know, then I can make up that difference by outworking it. And I don't know if that's like true. It could be like a totally made up, you know, uh, fake news thing, but like, you know, but, but the, the, the bottom line is I, I think it's true. And so I just do it, you know? And so, you know, so I always say that like, I, I break the rules because I'm not, sometimes I'm not smart enough to know them, you know, like I would be like, no one, I'm not smart enough to know that I can't be an astronaut. So I'm just going to do it, you know, and I'll like, or, or whatever, you know, whatever that job is, you know, like I'll just kind of, you know, jump in there and kind of attack it. I mean, I have to assume that's one of the biggest influences and reasons you're so successful and you've been able to build this huge company. Uh, I mean, that's just so essential, that whole mindset around just not having those limited beliefs. So that's kind of cool to hear about. So final question here. I know you mentioned some different industries, some different people, any thought leaders you're really looking to? Not really. I mean, I, I'm just gonna honestly, I'm gonna go back to like the thing that I originally said is that like, like I get incredible insights from like, like there's no like, and then this is like for the longest time, there was always like, I was always like, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. Like, and so like, there was like the idea that like this person would come into my life that would be like my Yoda, you know, <laughs> and like drop this science on me 24 seven. And I would be like, I'd have a problem. And I could just get them on the phone and be like, what would you do? And they'd be like, sit me down. It'd be some like life lesson or whatever. And I was like, why don't I have this person in my life? You know? And I was like, I was always kind of trying to find like someone that like was like, could, you know, constantly like mentor me or whatever. Um, and, uh, and then, and quite honestly, like what I realized was that like, you know, like again, like what I mentioned in the beginning, it's like, you get these like insights from, um, from just everyone, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've learned like, just like, I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you look at like, like things like, um, like if you watch, if you watch a show, like Mike Rowe, dirty jobs, or whatever, like, you know, he'll work these jobs where these guys are like clean these toilets and like sit with them. And it's like, you'll find like, they'll just be the fast, you know, completely fascinating people, you know? Uh, and they'll give you like a perspective on it. So I'm, again, I just like, I kind of lean towards like, just like, you know, perspective aspect where it's like, you just talk to people um, and you kind of just learn from them and you get some, like, I mean, you, you learn and you, and you get some really um, good insights to, you know, into, into hearing them, whether, whether they're, you know, college professors or cab drivers, you know, like, you know, you, you could learn something from anyone. Yeah, you, you mentioned learning something and getting these new perspectives, and I definitely learned a ton today. I can't thank you enough for coming on. How can the listeners stay connected with you and everything that you have going on? Um, you know, I mean, I'm on social media. You know, see, uh, you know, on, on LinkedIn, kind of put a, like a lot of the business stuff, um, and then you know, on video, we maintain a, a blog of what you know what our latest news is. So, yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Roy. Cool. Thanks, Sean. We'll talk soon. As someone who's always looking for ways to improve my mental and physical performance, I started using Four Sigmatic about a year ago, and I love their products. At Four Sigmatic, they believe in the real magic of functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, as well as other superfoods and adaptogens to help us live healthier, more enhanced lives. Everyone's talking about Four Sigmatic, including Time Magazine, Vogue, Forbes, even the New York Times. My favorite product is their convenient new brain stick pack, perfect before a workout or a study session. Their dual mushroom blend supports memory attention and brain health. I also have been using their cordyceps before workouts and love the results. I've experienced the benefits of these delicious packets, but now it's time for you too as well. To receive 15% off your order, use discount code WGYT at checkout at foursigmatic.com or by heading to foursigmatic.com forward slash WGYT. 
If you're looking for a way to stay energized throughout the entire day, grab a bottle of Suniva Super Coffee. Suniva is something I drink on a daily basis. It's an organic bottled coffee blend with lactose-free protein and MCTs from coconut oil, which provides me with clean, all-day energy. Head to your local Whole Foods or use discount code WGYT at drinksupercoffee.com for 20% off your order. Suniva was founded by three college athletes who are brothers and wanted the cleaner way to stay energized throughout the entire day. Let's face it, we all want to look good in the clothes we wear, but I got tired of sifting through the racks looking for a quality pair of jeans that cost less than $300. Then I found Distilled. DSTLD, pronounced Distilled, offers premium denim and essentials at an affordable price. Their products cost just one-third of what other premium brands charge because Distilled refuses to work with middlemen, bringing savings directly to you. Just go to dstld.com right now and use the promo code JOURNEY10 in all caps at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with Shonda Laney? What got you there with Shonda Laney? Uh, what got you there with got you, got you? Thanks for listening to another episode of What Got You There. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and also share with your friends. Thanks so much. Looking forward to talking with you next time. If you want to stay up to date on all things I'm working on behind the scenes and everything we've got going on at What Got You There, head over to whatgotyouthere.com. You'll also be able to see more on podcast guests and what they're doing. Thanks to Justin Great for providing us the intro and outro song. If you like his music and want to find out more about what he's working on, head over to justingreat.com.